0: so I started my social media agency. I started throwing these free events, elevator nights, which is how I met a lot of people during those. Um, and then the social media agency just took off because there was no social media agency. Yeah. Nobody knew what an influencer was. I didn't know what an influencer was. I just knew celebrities or people had followings. And if they posted a product, it would sell. Yeah. And so I started getting campaigns for Postmates and DraftKings and Lyft and
1: Uber. And so they would come to you and they'd be like, we want so and so to post about us,
0: and you broker deals. They would come to us and say, "Here's money. Who's so and so?" Got it. So we pick 99 percent of the time. I pick for them. Oh, right. And so I would then have DJ Khaled or Kim Kardashian or Kylie Jenner or Tyga or whoever post about Fit T, Fashion Nova, Pretty Little Thing. So consumer products or general brands like Lyft, Postmates, etc.
1: How like how did you even build relationships with Kim Kardashian. I just paid her. <laughs> so but like, how'd you get in touch? with her to even pay her? Uh,
0: her, we have a, a mutual friends. Okay. And I told mutual friend, I said, Hey, uh, I like to give her six figures to do a couple posts about this fit tea. And then I also want to pay her six figures to post about fashion Nova. If you can get me in, I'll give you a percentage of what I pay her. Yeah. And th- he was like, of course. <laughs> 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 um, and he's dear friends with them. Like been family friends with them forever. And uh, he's super close with Scott Disick and that whole squad and so he drove me over there to Chris Jenner's house and we sat in the living room and I brought actual cash with me and was, like <laughs> ready cash to cash money and I just to showcase it wasn't enough to pay for the whole thing but I was like I just want to show you how serious I am. here's a deposit for the first few posts I would like to have all the daughters and sisters you know posting and so I'm happy to spend six figures each with each girl. And so then I met with them again and obviously checks and wires after that. Uh, <laughs> and it's been that relationship. Like I don't hang out with them. I just pay them and I try to get them to charity events and things like that. But like they know if I call them, I'm going to pay them the same day. If I say, Hey, will you post for this sugar bear hair or fit tea or fashion over and all these brands that I brought them, I was going to get them paid right away within 24 yeah. hours.
1: Well, I think back then too, these influencers didn't really have their own businesses and companies, Mm -hmm. and so I would imagine most of their revenue was from that. And then eventually, Kim and Kylie realized, like, we might as well just start our own thing, dude. They're they're, if they're making, if they're paying us this much, how much could we be making doing our own thing?
0: And they'll still do endorsement deals. If you look at Kylie, she's doing a deal with Glow Water, like Glow Water is a guy named Kev who owns a big toy company, and it's a multi-million dollar deal, and she has equity, et cetera. But like Glow Water, she has to, she's posting it every single month. Got it. So, but she's got equity also, not just cash. Exactly. Right? Multi-million dollars in cash, but also equity. And so if someone wants to go pay a Kim Kardashian now, it's much different now when she's got skims. She's a bazillionaire. Um, the rate's very, very high and they have to protect their brand. Yeah. So they'd be very picky about who they work with. Um, but for the most part, most celebrities' influencers don't have a product. And so for them, they're not going to turn down 10 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, 200 grand, etc. Why would they to just post about a product, brand or service?
1: Yeah. So with that being said, you you kind of start pioneering this this space of paying celebrities for advertising. At that point, all these advertisers were just paying the traditional ways of commercials and billboards right. and magazines and whatever. Um, how long were you doing that for?
0: This is over a decade ago. I mean, this is like when people were, I was paying for tweets. Yeah. Instagram wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Instagram was just getting started. And so I was paying for Facebook posts. And as platforms started coming up, I would pay for Snapchat posts. As new platforms would arise or get traction, I would pay them for either cross-platform posts or platform-specific posts for that celebrity influencer. But keep in mind, I was also paying a lot of fitness influencers, a lot of personal trainers, a lot of chefs, a lot of moms moms with a hundred thousand followers. I was paying a lot of them. Like I was paying a lot of, a lot of Instagram girls like models. Yeah. I pay 3,500 Instagram girls alone. I have W nine, 3,500 Instagram girls. That's crazy. It's like chasing cats to get them to fill out W nines (laughs) because, um, but it's, it's worth it for them. You know, getting 500 bucks, thousand bucks, two grand, five grand, 10 grand, whatever it is based on their following to post about a product. It makes perfect sense for them to post about a dress, a bikini, a tea product, a hair product, et cetera. Um, Everyone wins in the situation.
1: Yeah. So with these influencers and everything, how has the landscape evolved the last decade?
0: So back then there was thousands of influencers. Now there are millions of influencers and there's technically tens of millions of influencers, if not more, if you count micros. And so that makes it different because everyone feels like they're an influencer and theoretically they all are. You could have 10,000 followers and be an influencer. Because if people will make a purchasing decision or take an action because of you, you are an influencer. So a mom with 4,000 followers is technically an influencer. Yeah. So that changes things a lot because brands know that they could pay 300 moms, 300 models, 300 personal trainers for the same price as like one celebrity post. Mm -hmm. Right. Spend the same hundred grand and get literally a thousand people posting about your brand, brand product or service. That is powerful. And you're not gambling on one celebrity influencer that's gonna it's do it. Diversified. A post. Yes. And those thousand influencers that you pay of different sizes, they're gonna care because you're paying them five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever. So the landscape has changed a lot in that regard. That five years ago there wasn't a ton of moms and fitness influencers and things like that. They were there, but it wasn't at the scale that it is now.
1: Yeah. So it seems like the bigger influencers get hurt by this.
0: Yes, so they have uh, they have priced them priced themselves out where a brand product or service it's just too expensive, it's too much of a risk. Yeah, and so do they still do it? Of course they do because they want to have the attachment to the celebrity or large influencer. But from a financial perspective, it's safer to get hundreds of influencers or thousands of influencers to post something.
1: Yeah, what did you think about TikTok when it first came out?
0: So there's really rare for a new social media platform to come up. Yeah, because Hundreds and hundreds have tried. Hundreds of hundreds have faded away, right? None of them have ever scratched the surface. This one was interesting because they bought Musical.ly, which was doing well as a short-form dance content app, kind of like Vine. And so Vine was the one of the few that could have gone on to become big, except with you know, the meltdown that they had. Uh, but if you really think about it, there's only been the main seven platforms the last decade. Lots of other brands try to pop up. None of them have a chance. When... They bought Musically. This is a multi-bazillion-dollar company out of Asia. When they bought Musically and converted it over to TikTok, it's called, the parent company is called ByteDance. They have a huge amount of capital, a huge amount of infrastructure, and they already have a solid base of people that are on the platform. And so, what was smart was TikTok was originally making people, uh, helping people go fam- go viral, go famous. So, you might get four hundred views. 3,000 views, 200 views, and then boom, 4 million. Yep. That doesn't happen much anymore. So it's, I'm, I'm surprised that they don't do that anymore. It's actually hurting them a lot. Yeah. They, that's what made them stand out is that a random kid, a random girl, a random mom, a senior citizen could just go viral, get millions of views, and all of a sudden, yeah, they become addicted to the platform. Now it happens much, 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 much uh, more rarely. Why do you think that is? Money. Just more users? Money. They, these platforms, are, they care so much about the revenue and the algorithm so much that they want people to spend money on ads or spend money for reach. And so all of them have restricted their content. All of them have throttled their reach. And it's really sad to see. It's very short-sighted. They would make way more money if people were still addicted the way they used to be. When I say they, the influencers are not as addicted to posting. Because the,
1: the return's not as good. They're not getting as the views they used to get. Correct.
0: Yeah. Why Why do you think Bilzerian and Kylie and all these people, they post much less often now. It's not as fun when they used to get a million likes on something. Now they get a couple hundred thousand. It's not like a little decrease. You're talking about a 50, 60, 70, 80, 90% de- decrease. Nothing changed about their content. It's still good, fun content or interesting content, but they're not rewarding it the same because they they want people to pay for it.